welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 159, The Androids of Tara. My name is John, and joining me every time we destroy androids in front of a group full of people with a scepter is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hello. How's it going, John? Um, I've been better. I, I have a bit of a cough. I've had it mm-hmm. for since last Wednesday. Um, that's why I sound like this. So uh, I don't know. It's uh, I thought it was going to be gone, but... Now it is, uh, it's lingering. Okay. A little bit, but, uh, I'm, you know, taking care of myself, so hopefully, well, uh, soon. That's the way to do it. I mean, if nothing else, this is now your, you know, late night talk radio voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it definitely is. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Things are ramping up where we've got a, about a week left before we go out of town on vacation and so now it's okay time to look at lists time to get this together time to get that together and and i have a week worth of work that i need to be focusing on and it's kind of tough to focus on work when it's like we have stuff to pack yeah oh yeah (laughs) but it'll be fun we're we're looking forward to uh uh getting back out to visit family in the uh tennessee area like we did a couple years mm-hmm. ago. During the season, I believe. During during Doctor Who. Uh, actually, it was the... We, we left right after the uh, season finale. Oh, yes. That's right. Of season 10. And we had some recorded thoughts from you. I I, yes. I managed to record some quick thoughts. And I think you recorded with uh, Peter and Anna, if I, I remember did. right. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know. See what difference two years makes. Yeah. Now we have no Doctor Who. I mean, we have no <laughs> new Doctor Who, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I uh, that I missed over the past two weeks, but I don't think there is. Nope. Not a thing. Nothing that All I right. can remember. Um, <laughs> so, you know, before we get into the Androids of Tara, we got a couple of Who News items. Yeah, we do. And this first one, I am I'm like legitimately excited about um, because season 23, the trial of a time Lord is coming to Blu-ray. Yeah. With a ton of bonus stuff. Um, It's got a great uh, trailer for it with a hilarious ending. Oh, great. Um, And of course we'll have links to all the stuff in the show notes. If you haven't already seen it, go check it out. Um, you know, I wouldn't think that I'd at one time I would get this excited for Trial of a Time Lord to be coming to Blu-ray. Um, but I think, honestly, I kind of wish we had waited, if we knew this was coming, if we had waited to review uh, that season. Yeah. To have all the bonus stuff. But um, I, it's still, it's it's excellent. Um you know, people feel multiple ways about Trial of a Time Lord, but really having reviewed it, I have such a greater appreciation for it now. And so to have it kind of remastered and have all this bonus stuff to go with it, I'm like, this is the first Blu-ray set where I'm kind of going like, mm, maybe I need this one. Oh, all right. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we both really like this even even though after people told us how much they did not enjoy it um i think we were warned about it a couple of times but well and i had i had thought that we would have to marathon it with you know alcohol so. oh yes yes but no we didn't and we no. quite quite enjoyed it <laughs> indeed uh so for listeners in the uk um, who who have access to B and M stores? Um, I don't know. I, John, is there a way we can have find out where our downloads are coming from? Do we have UK listeners? Uh, yes, I can. I can find that out. Um, okay, as, I'd be curious as you drop this. Uh, well, you don't have to find it out right this second. I can, and I will. 
Okay, well, I will tell folks what's happening. There are some new Doctor Who toy options coming to your B&M stores, you UK listeners. Um, I think you've got some uh, Sonic screwdriver sets that are coming. Um, uh, action figure fans, let's see, there is going to be a unique Doctor and Dalek twin packs, um, and some even inspired by the Big Finish audios, which I think is amazing. Yeah. You're going to get big finish based action figures. That's pretty cool. That's rad. That's I like amazing. It. I like it. Um, in the world. Yes, we do have listeners in the UK. Well, hello, United Kingdom. Yes. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Hello. But that's cool. Well, Send us some yeah. stuff. No. <laughs> maybe just maybe we'll see some filter out here to the states but maybe that'd be great I, just i mean the, the the big the big finish action figures alone is like that's fantastic yeah, i mean what a awesome. testament to them oh yeah love it canon uh, yeah right um and for those of you stateside um who have some time to get away to the theaters for the 10th anniversary of 10's last episode the end of time i feel like i'm having a lot of similar sounds in this sentence mm. uh it's coming to theaters yeah it is um and you can go see that on the 7th of august uh that's another one of these fathom events mm-hmm. things actually the um uh the link we will have in the show notes will have a link to their website if you want to get tickets for that um Kind of an interesting choice, end of time. I mean, that's quite the story, but I guess it works well on a cinematic screen. Yeah, definitely, for sure. We might we might go see it. I don't know. I haven't watched it since. I've only watched this episode once. Same. Yeah. Same. And <laughs> not because I don't necessarily like it or anything, but a lot of <coughs> a lot of Modern Who I've only seen, with a few exceptions, you know, just a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, this one I refused. I have refused to watch it ever again. <laughs> well, there you go. So that's why I haven't seen it. It's emotional. It is very emotional. Suffice it to say. Suffice it to say. Well, lastly, uh, this week and, and very recently breaking is um, a book that will be dropping in December, 5th of December. So stick this on your Christmas lists, folks. Um, it's a 13th Doctor uh, collection of stories called Star Tales. Now, it doesn't involve uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson um, because that's Star Talk, totally different thing. Um, but all the times that she's name dropped, uh, uh, people that she's interacted with, uh, Audrey Hepburn, Pythagoras, Elvis, Amelia Earhart, all that kind of fun stuff. They're they're creating a bunch of short stories in which she actually does oh, interact fun. with these characters so that everything she said last season ties together, um, which I, I think is is pretty brilliant. That's great. Yeah. That's fun. I like that a lot. Very cool. Exactly. I'm 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 looking forward to this one. This is I don't know. I like I like the concept behind it. This is this is gonna be a fun one. Absolutely. And we watched a fun one this week. We watched Indeed. The Androids of Tara, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Mary Tam as Romana, John Leeson as the voice of K9, Neville Jason as Prince Oh boy, I said it before and I forgot it. You Ra- did. You said Raynert just Raynert. Renart. No. Reinert. And Peter Jeffrey as Count Grendel. <laughs> It was written by David Fisher and directed by Michael Hayes, not P.S. Hayes, everyone. Joke for one, possibly two. (laughs) It first aired November 25th through December 16th, 1978, and is the fourth story of season 16. And we have, um, surprisingly for a classic Who episode, a slim amount of story notes. Not as many as previous episodes, especially previous episodes in this series, but the plot of this story is very obviously inspired, so says Tardis Wickia, because I'm not familiar with this book, by the 1894 novel The Prisoner of Zenda. Not Zelda, 
that's different. Uh, in fact, among the working titles were the androids of Zenda, the androids of Zend, because, yeah, let's just drop a vowel, the prisoners of Zend, and another working title was the Seeds of Time. <laughs> the Seeds of I know, we'll call it the seeds of time. Like the, I, I feel like they tried to make of time. Yes, they did. For every story in this key to time series. They did. Does this um also kinda sorta not really have plot points of man in the iron mask kind of? Um I can see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, um, nailed it. When when we when we get to my world famous synopsis trademark um, you'll see some of my, uh, what I found influences ah, all right. from, but we'll, we'll get to that now on the DVD commentary, which is not Blu-ray at, um, Mary Tam herself actually designed Romana's distinctive purple outfit after the originally planned costume. Thank you. Dishwasher by Doreen James proved to be made of scratchy tweed. Oh, scratchy tweed. Doesn't that's the sound... worst kind of tweed. Yeah. That's Sounds not the like tweed a... you want, but Oh boy, we will talk about that purple and green, will we not? Yes, we will in great yeah. length, probably for 40 minutes. <laughs> All right, folks, strap in. It's costume time with John. <laughs> um, so director Michael Hayes, not P.S., uh, mentions <laughs> in the audio commentary that Count Grendel's horse was actually played by a one-eyed horse called Winston, who, according to him, performed wonderfully. Amazing. <laughs> I just this this seems like such an oddball fact. I'm like, I have to throw this one in. That's so crazy. Um I I, I love this next one. So so the dating of the story is not explicitly stated in the story itself. Now the doctor does comment that the journey to Tara was four hundred years, uh implying that it is four hundred years after the last story, Stones of Blood. Um so it's now twenty three seventy eight, a date used uh in a history of the universe. Um, so the short story, uh, which didn't actually look up at where you could find this. I don't know if this was in an anthology of some kind called the trials of Tara. A sequel to this story has count Grendel recruiting the candy man to assist in his schemes. <laughs> yes. Making I this story contemporary with, happiness patrol love it i uh i remember reading that in tar in tardis wiki and i went what in the world exactly my, i wish it was a comic twisted classic who mind just went that's fantastic yeah that is insane and i um i would love to see grendel and the candy man interact i can only imagine <laughs> because count grendel is just I mean, we'll discuss this more at length, but I mean, he's just smarmy. Oh, yeah. Just, um, there's master-like qualities about him, and it's not just his goatee. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, anyway, we will get to that. We will get to that. Uh, the doctor had been planning a holiday when he was first recruited by the White Guardian, so it's a running joke being that whenever he sets off on holiday, he never gets to enjoy one. Oh, absolutely not. Never. Poor guy doesn't even get to catch a single fish. No days off. That's right. No doctor. days off when you're the doctor. Absolutely. Well, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. I do. The doctor and Romana find themselves on the planet Tara. While the doctor goes in for a spot of fishing, Romana goes and finds the key to time segment pretty quickly. Well, that was nice. Thanks for joining us. And uh, Oh, she also discovers Count Grendel and his smarmy ways. As such, the Doctor and Romana get pulled into something kind of like iRobot meets Game of Thrones meets the Manchurian Candidate. Meets Man in the Iron Man. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, that works. Well, um, this was a delight. <laughs> and I'm not being sarcastic. I had a lot of fun with this. Um, Good. I love Good. I love that we, we start this story off by basically... Romana going, we have to find this thing. And the doctor's like, I'm going to fish for 500 years. Yep. And she's like, well, I'll be back. And she finds the, the part of the key of time in like the first seven minutes. And I went, oh, well, what's the rest of the story about? And then we get, um, we get Count Grendel, old Count Grendel. Oh, boy. Yeah, do we? Now, I'll, I'll be honest. 
I overall, um, I feel like this is probably the weakest story in the Key to Time series so far. I would agree with that. I didn't. I mean, I didn't hate it. Right. But after the past three stories where we've got some just delightful banter, we've got like the right number of characters and they all seem to be pretty well fleshed out. We got professor flip and Rumford. Yes. Um, who, um, somebody that I can't remember off the top of my head. So I do apologize actually chimed in on Twitter at that. The character of Evelyn Smythe in the six doctor, big finish audios was actually based on professor Rumford. Oh, because we were talking, we want more Professor Rumford. And somebody was like, no, actually, Evelyn Smythe is kind of based off Professor Rumford. So I did not know that. I know that now. And I apologize for not knowing your Twitter. It's fine. I got it. Doctor Who scholars, Steve Manfred. Oh, thank you. Yes. I got the Twitter up at all times. Very good. Good man. Good man. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Doctor Who scholar. That was very enlightening. I had no idea. There we go. That is very, uh, uh, I mean, now I want to listen to more of that. Right? Exactly. So coming off these three really kind of just tight, fun, um, just easily consumed stories, I think we hit a little bit of a stumble here because, well, yeah, we find the key to time really quick and then get basically get sucked into this political drama. Yeah, with androids. Um, and there's a lot of back and forth. It's they're separated. People get captured. People escape. People get captured again. And it's like you're not really compelling me to invest a whole lot. I mean, yes, we've got Grendel, and he's infinitely hateable. Yes, um, in a, in a, in a delightful sort of way. Mm. Um, and. Yeah, we'll we'll unpack it more as we go along. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to chime in with that kind of overall uh, uh, feeling of the episode for myself. I will say, like you are correct. I mean, just I'll go down to the character list here. We got a bunch of things going on where mm-hmm. I feel like in the pa- in the past couple of episodes, we have our our main three, we have our villain, we have our new little sidekick, and then maybe two other people of importance. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of people that I didn't really care about. They were just good supporting characters. They didn't really bring anything too crazy to the table. And by crazy, I mean memorable. Um, And yeah, I I agree. This is definitely the, the weakest of the ones we've watched so far. Yeah, and it and it feels like we were on a side mission. After we, our, like our mission is to get uh, part of the the key to time, and we find it, and then it's like, oh, you look like that one lady, right? Well, that's the end of the episode, everyone. Uh, pretty <laughs> much, I mean, I mean, all you needed was was Romana to be able to find some way to get away from Count Grendel in that moment. That would have been it. Story would have been over. It would have been over very quickly. It would have been half an episode. Yeah. Moving she, on. She Next just uh, decided to go with him. Um, it it would have been really hilarious had they done that and had there, there had been just an extra piece to the key to time. So you think you're going into this one story and then it, you get halfway through the first episode and you have three and a half episodes of a completely different story. That would have been funny. That just a complete like bait and switch. Yeah, like they had an old part script. of the BBC that would have been hilarious. They had an old script they wanted to do, but it didn't make any sense with the key to time. So they just were like, "Forget it. Let's just uh, have her find it real quick and do the rest of the story." Exactly. Um, I will say, parts one and two had pretty solid endings for me, at least. Um, they they did. I I would say I really want to talk about the ending of part two in particular. <laughs> Um, may I, may I just dive into that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So in, in stones of blood, we talked about how Tom Baker was like, no, I think it's completely wrong for us to show the doctor, even though he's not actually the doctor, he's the, the Kapalaki and Kapalak or whatever it was, um, posing as the doctor pushing Ramada off a cliff. Right. Okay. Fair. 
but he's got no problem making it look as though he proceeds to take a staff and bludgeon Romana on the head. Maybe it was a compromise. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But also, I mean, like, the, I mean, the, the easy way out of that is, well, he, he knew she was an android and androids can't feel feelings. So whatever. Right. Yes, I get that. But and also, I, I, I think they do an okay job setting up yes, the that, fact, yeah. you know, but, but somewhere, okay, let's, let, let's play Mary Whitehouse for a second. Let's, you know, somebody comes into the episode not having seen, I don't know, the first half of the episode. You yeah. Know, shows up, just happens to turn on the TV, gets home late, the bus is running late, whatever, uh, and turns on the episode and catches just that part. Amazing. Are you saying like back in 78? Yes. Could you imagine having to wait a week after this? Right? Like you just watch the doctor bludgeon someone that could be Romana and then it's like, well, uh, see, see you next week, kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, so that's the ending to part two and then part yes. part one the ending is um, is they all drink wine and they all pass out. Oh yes, and yes. the doctor goes to leave um, the the cabin or whatever, and he opens the door, but he falls short and he passes out, and then it like pans up to the smirky Grendel face. I was like, this yes. is great. That's a great, solid, cliffhanging ending there. It, it definitely was, I, and I I enjoyed that one. That that was a really good one. I also feel like the last two endings. I mean, the way we end the story is pretty ridiculous, with canine floating in a boat. Oh yes, that's just how the story ends. Yes, which I was just like, oh my god, that was that was almost one of those. They could have freeze framed it and rolled credits over it, yeah. Kind of thing while the audience laughs in the background, but it was also pitch black, so you could barely see canine. <laughs> yeah, more on that later. <laughs> um, and then the, I I feel like the end of episode three was just like, no wait, he has Romana, and that was it. So yes. half and half here on the endings for me, that, yeah, because they're they're galloping away, and uh, the doctor knocks the laser, you know crossbow or yeah. whatever out of the guy's hand yes because they've captured romana that's right yeah so Again. it's yeah it is it's half and half it's 50 50 on our endings the story um so i mean we're dealing with androids here we have someone that looks like romana who is not an android who is all so there's three three romanas basically there's our romana there's the princess who's captured um by Grendel, and then there right. is an android. Oh, I'm sorry, there's technically four Romanas. Y- yes, yes, there are. So there's t- there's two android Romanas, um, and then we have um, the prince, and then he has an android as well. Yeah, he's he's got a copy of himself, and he's so basically two Prince Reynards. Yes, and four Romanas. Although technically one is Princess Strella, right? Although, being a Californian, I look at it, I'm like, Streya? Streya? Because I'm used to pronouncing things, you know, like quesadilla. Right. <laughs> where the two L's make a Y. Anyway. Absolutely. Oh, boy. So, um, basically, the doctor helps the prince reboot his android. So, because he he's going to be the king. But he's not going to be the king because Grendel wants to kill him. So they're sending the android in his place for the coronation, and then he will just take over after that. Right. Yes, because, you know, it, it, it's it's the old idea of like, oh, well, I'm just going to use a body double because right. they're disposable. Yes. But this time they're literally disposable because they are an android. Ooh. Yes, and it's. I find it kind of funny that in this culture, the the um, what droid making 
as it were. Yes. Is is something left to the commoners. Yes, peasant work. It is. It's peasant work. And they apparently really don't make great androids. No, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it just doesn't seem like it at all. Um. So we got a lot of that going on. I One thing I really loved was when we're waiting for the prince to show up and um, that Technicolor dream Akamarna not going to work here much longer. Yeah. That, you know, our, our basically our, our, our arch, priest. Yeah, our archbishop kind of guy. Right. He says two times within two minutes, I really hope the prince shows up because if he doesn't, we're going to have to appoint someone else. And he mm-hmm. said he said the same line twice within yep. two minutes. Like it was scene. I hope they find him. Different scene. Next scene. I hope they find him. It was so ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah we get it. We get it. I'll- well, and as as it is, this, you know, uh, this priest of sorts does has some pretty questionable morals. Yeah, he, um, I mean, now that we're talking about him, I love that he really, I mean, uh, uh, Grendel, he sucks. I mean, straight up. Yeah. Um, but he really jumps to the conclusion that he was trying to murder the prince. Like, straight up, within a minute, is like, you. it was probably you. And he's like, hey, man, what? Even though he was right. But, yeah, he seems well, very questionable. Yeah, and and even later in episode four, where you know he's basically being forced to marry pretend Prince Australia. Oh yes, that's what Prince he, Reynard. Yes, and and it's you know like Grendel is just like outright saying, well, yeah, because I'm going to kill him and then marry her and then eventually kill her, and it's like, why are you not doing anything? Why are you, why are you just rolling with this? Yeah, he seemed pretty against it in in the second episode. Now he's like, all right, I guess, whatever. Yeah, it's like he's just resigned himself. He's like, you know what? I work with a bunch of morons. Yeah. Whatever. You guys do it's, your thing. Once you're done, I'm out. It's a living. <laughs> exactly. He's that bird from the Flintstones. That's right. He That's is that bird from the Flintstones. Exactly what he is. Um <laughs> I love, I mean, we're just kind of jumping around here. I love the sword fight, kind of. I like the back oh, in episode it. four. Yes. Yes. It was like, it had no music for the first half. It could have used some. Could have used something. It was just like, very like, I saw what they were doing. They were slow building it to the doctor getting better and better with each strike. Mm-hmm. But there was no music. And then they had music. But they were fighting in, like, this darkened cave castle hallway, which I guess looked kind of cool, but I was not really digging any of the night shots because they weren't properly lit at all. Well, you know you know what might have made that part of that scene more exciting? Since they are using, like, I don't know, electric swords, mm-hmm. almost as if they were light sabers. Oh. I don't know. That would have been cool. Star Wars comes out in seventy seven. Androids Atari comes out in seventy eight. That's I'm just saying. That is, um, oh, that is very interesting. Is I was I was fully expecting since we've we've had it shown that these are you know electrified swords, right? Which is a cool concept. Yes, I was fully expecting when they had a sword fight to get zaps as they contacted. Wow, and they didn't and, do that. And we didn't get a one. And that would be something really cool if your set is poorly lit. Yeah, it would have been great. that effect, but we didn't get any of that. Didn't happen. Nope. Didn't happen. Um, Let's uh, venture into the music here. Um, I only have one note. I think mainly because uh, most of my sound notes are in sound effects. Um, which may have been some of the music notes as well. But uh, I liked uh, episode one. They're traveling through. I just called it traveling through the woods music. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that. Now, I mean, they were using 
some crazy 8-bit sound effects throughout this. It just really took me out of it. I don't know why. The ugh, we'll get we'll get to those, but I feel like they used it in some of the music. Also the sword fight uh music was pretty cool as well. Yeah. That's about all I have for music. I you know, there's there's the um the music when Count Grendel is transporting Romana to his castle. We we get a lot of like this kind of harpsichord, you know, kind of medievalish harpsichord music going on. Um and I kinda liked that. Now the the the, the kind of like pomp and circumstancy kind of music was like really pompous yeah um it was it was almost a little over the top in terms of like trying to really drive home just how you know grandiose and important all of this uh scene we're watching is um and and that was yeah that was really it for my music notes yeah i mean that's about it um look and feel directing those dark castle scenes man that's really the i mean besides that everything else was fine i i didn't have any problems but i got what they were trying to do but it just didn't work yeah it didn't work for me like the dark castle scenes were just blech. well and that that i mean i think especially that period in time that can be really tough stuff to light you know yeah. the, the the camera qualities i mean literally the the, the cameras themselves um not how they're used between then and now it's, it's just amazing how much light you can pick up now compared to what you could pick up then. Um, I really li- rather liked that, that kind of opening shot where the TARDIS lands and amongst the trees there. Um, yeah. And we were kind of, we're kind of a little like the camera's like half hidden behind a tree. So we've got like the far left of the screen. has got a tree up real close and, you know, kind of just lands amongst them there. Yeah. I liked that shot in particular. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I enjoyed. The, hey, there was stuff I enjoyed. It was just that the Dark Castle stuff really stood I out to it. me as being not good. Um, apparently, I had a lot of notes about costume design, <laughs> and one in particular. Um, holy hell, purple and green. Yep. Um, I, I, I mean, I dug it i thought it was definitely a choice but i mean purple and green they go together they go together quite nicely i feel uh what were your thoughts on this um i i loved it 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 really was um bold color choices yes to, to say the least but in some ways that's kind of what i expect from my main characters yes um, at, at least at this point in Doctor Who history, obviously we get some more subdued ones at other times. But um, honestly, I I loved it. I I loved it much more than I probably would have loved Scratchy Tweed. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Romana uh, had she had a lot of uh, a lot of costume changes. Mary Tam definitely did. Yes, um, that's for sure. I mean, when she she's basically pulling a Tatiana Maslany before Orphan Black, <laughs> and, and she's playing four different parts. Yeah, and I mean, I I even feel just like our Romana wore. She had that Princess Leia thing at the beginning. Yeah, which I just one of my notes for Romana is I just love that she has Tardis wear, and then she's like, oh, I have to go outside of the Tardis, like so she has lounge wear. <laughs> that she has like get down to business wear. I love right. it. Absolutely love it. And then she had yeah. the purple and green. And then her like when she was being forced to be married, that was also purple, I believe. Um uh yeah. That looked Lighter. cool as well. Mm-hmm. I just dug everything she was yeah. that was going she, on. She 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 definitely, I think, wins the the costuming award for this this story. The purple and green man. Yeah. It's just good stuff. It was. I like the hat too. <laughs> yeah, the the hat really sells it. It just needs like a like a big old pimp feather. Oh my god. Coming out of it. Yeah, basically. Like some, some like strutting down the street music. So here's I mean, and this could just be a random note as well. How do we not see we just waste all this time putting together this ter well i guess not really a lot of time this terrible looking ape thing 
that shows up oh. in episode one. Yes, this monster. This like, what the heck? Here's this brief monster. And he's like, hey. And then he's gone. And then like, we never get... I wonder if there's like a... Because Grendel says, yes, I have monsters or beasts or creatures on the property that I mm-hmm. hunt. I'm very surprised that never came back to hurt him. Right. You know, I I felt like that would have been pretty easy. It would have been a good comeuppance or something for him. Huh? Yeah. I mean, this weird ape thing could have like, I don't know, punched him or something. Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely would have um, given him a, at least in the eyes of the audience, a more satisfying. Well, yeah, he, I mean, spoiler, he gets away. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Might we see him in season 12 after all these bad guys getting away in season 11? I hope so. (laughs) Please. The bad guy brigade. Let's do it. That's right. Oh, my God. That'd be so good. Do it. Um, I was a fan of the big pointy helmets that Farah had, and um, is it Zadik? Uh, Zadik, yeah, yeah, Zadik, yeah. Um, again, yes. I'm much like in um, our first part in the Key to Time series, we have this kind of medieval mixed with almost Mongol esque. Yes. Outfits. We still just again have some of those design elements uh, that we're seeing. So related colonies. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Grendel's men. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. It was. It, they were all wearing those gray kind of gray and red suit things with the with weird helmets look, with those strange looking helmets. Yes. I don't know. I mean. Seemed a little lazy, but whatever. <laughs> and none of them talked; they all just gestured. I thought that was hilarious as well. Well, you know, you've you've got to you've got to pay for speaking roles. Oh shoot, that's right. Yeah, or the, at least in America, you have to. I don't know about England. I could be wrong. I assume it's might be the same. I don't know. Um, and then uh, the Archbishop Ar- Archimandrite. Yes, uh, the Technicolor Dream. Goodness, he was that, uh, that headpiece yeah, and everything man. was. It was great. It was impressive. I, I liked it. I, I, loved I feel it. like I feel like he was doing that kind of like late '80s. I'm gonna, you know, incorporate some like West African elements yeah. into my streetwear before they were doing that. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Goodness. Um, um, go did ahead. you notice it? It actually looked like the crown of Tara was just literally a hollowed out bottle of Crown Royal. Yes, it did. That well, that thing was when they okay. So first of all, when they put the crown on the android's head, I went something hilarious is going to happen, but it <laughs> did not end up happening. Um, I mean, he did kind of slouch at the beginning there, but yeah, I thought that that something funny was going. Yeah, but it just looked like a Fabergé egg or something. It looked did not look great. Wouldn't want to be king of that. That's for sure. <laughs> right? No, I don't know. Um, let's get to these these uh, special effects here. Um, I mean, we have canines, lasers. Mm-hmm. We have the laser arrows, which were kind of cool. And then we have um, the belt laser, <laughs> which was, um, I mean, cool, but also hilarious at the same time because <laughs> i mean i'll just get into that right now there's this Do scene it. where uh uh is it lamia lamia uh um lamia yeah yeah lamia lamia yeah is directing the android romana towards the doctor and she's like kill him kill him and she's just like uh, just moving her torso around and a laser's coming out of it. It was, yeah. uh, it was a sight to behold. That is for sure. There is. I have to wonder if, if this was the story in the season to get the, the short end of the budget stick. Oh, absolutely. There were so many cool things they could have done, but did not like some sound editing. Maybe 
Um, oh, like turning the birds down a little okay, bit? Okay, what was that? Dude, that was those were some loud birds. Now, so I was this distracted me for most of the episodes when they were outside. Same. Because either they were like or outside birds should be chirping and some surly sound engineer was like, "All right, we'll have birds all the time." And because I'll give you birds. I'll give you birds, mate. I don't I don't know. <laughs> um and like they are heavily chirping, like very loud. And the other thing, it was like, well, maybe that's just how it was outside. But then I thought, no, wouldn't the sound cut? Wouldn't it be hard for them to lay that over? Like, so I, I was just, you know, I was having a very conspiracy theory moment with these chirping birds and how they came to be. Well, I mean, I mean, unless it literally was these sound guys, like, I'm going to go get some, like, B-roll sound of birds chirping. All right, go for it. And he just happens to plunk himself down in a tree, you know, full of birds, and the mic is just right there. He just shoves it into the tree. Basically. The birds think it's one of their own. Yeah, yep. something like that. I don't know. They start preening it. Um, so there's, a, uh, there's another scene. There were a lot of just annoying sound effects in this. Um where uh, Lamia is trying to drill into the piece of the key of time. Oh, yes. And it is just, it's a very long scene. It is with her little Dremel tool. Yeah, and I think it might be made longer by the absolutely annoying sound this drill is making because she can't drill into it. It breaks two drills because it's the key to time and it's made of, I don't know, adamantium or something. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's just so annoying. It's, it's, ah, ugh, ugh, I hate it. it. And then we have all those eight bit sound effects. Like I think we were outside and we were shooting the, um, oh boy, the, uh, oh no, the arrows. We're shooting the the laser laser crossbows. We're shooting like every, thing and it was just making and there was also like 8-bit music happening oh i know where you're talking about where 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 the doctor and uh lamia are like pinned down in this cottage yes and and yeah and they are just just firing on this building like it is yeah like a scene out of robocop or something yes and it's just so bad. It's like, oh boy, this is yes, yes. No, I I agree that 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 was a little much. And for set design, I want to talk about this castle. I feel like this is a missed opportunity. Okay, if there ever was one, because we have this cool looking castle, mm-hmm. and. It's like, oh, we should film inside it. Oh, but let's film inside it when it's nighttime. Like, let's film in the halls when it's nighttime. Let's film under the moat when it's pitch black. Um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it was a, a missed opportunity for them. Um, I thought all the exteriors they did, which were you know clearly sets, I thought those were fun. I liked how the throne room looked. Mm. Um, I liked how the uh, throne waiting room looked. I guess <laughs> right. I don't know what to call it—the room where they had the sword fight later on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, they—I felt like they used the woods in the um, in the epi- in the first episode. I you I think touched on it a little little earlier. This mm-hmm. woodland area was great. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I thought that was very cool, but I mean, the castle just felt like a real missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I, I can definitely see that. I, I do like, however, how they kind of, um, worked it to kind of blend like this medieval setting and technology. Yes. You know, so it's like, oh, we're in this really old building, but here's my real to real tape computer and, um, Here's my Android operating table. Oh, which was cool. I like the Android yeah. operating table. Yeah. In fact, I, speaking of that, I mean, I, I loved 
I guess this technically goes back to visual effects, but I, I loved the um, how they made the faces of the androids when they had their faces off. Oh, yes. That and was you great. kind of see in the head and everything. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that as well. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. If This just felt like a lot of missed opportunities. I feel like... I, I, I can see that. I feel like we had pushed back finding the 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 key to the time which i mean technically is this the first one that doesn't do anything um yeah because it's just part of a statue yeah it's just like she finds it a statue disappears and grendel's like hey what happened to that statue she's like what statue and he's like oh yeah and that's basically it it really is. It it feels like this was a story that somebody had come up with and they're like, well, we're going to stick it in this key to time series. So you need to fit this element in. Yeah. And they go, okay, well, she comes along and she finds it and there it is. And then all this stuff happens. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I, I actually, I really, I don't love the fact that it is found so quickly and easily and for oh let's say 90% of the story doesn't play any sort of part yeah it's in it. it's basically it's we kind of take a a left turn here mm-hmm. and we find it it's examined and it's just like oh i can't cut into it what is this and that's it it has no um it doesn't add to the story. Right. So this could have been this could have been any story. Yep. At any point in time. So I guess that's kind of what yeah, maybe I didn't like this as much as <laughs> You know what? This story was a pe- I'm just kidding. Uh no, it was I still enjoyed parts of it. Um characters, I mean, I thought uh Mary Tam did a great job all around um with every single part she's playing even though like they were all kind of similar but i thought she did a great job yeah i mean i I don't even know that she really you know kind of changed her voice much at all no princess strella or anything no not at all um i would have liked to seen her try on the tahiti outfit but that's just me (laughs) fair enough (laughs) Um, but i thought it was hilarious that she was completely unfamiliar as to like how horses even operate. Yes, that was very funny. That was funny. That was really good. That was good. Um, like when she's trying to make her escape and she gets on and she's like, Go, Charger, start. Yes. <laughs> and it's like I'm honestly, I get nervous around horses. Like I've ridden a horse like once or twice in my life, and I always joke, I'm like, I look, I can't find the clutch on it, so I don't know. I'm you know, obviously a horse doesn't have a clutch. No, so no, it doesn't. But I feel I can relate to Romana <laughs> in this sense. I don't know how to steer you. Horse. You're you're not a car. I don't get it. Um, K nine. You know, he served his purpose again, um, and then he you know sat in a moat. <laughs> um, I do love his smugness. While oh yes, chess. yeah. Oh yes, that was great. That was really good. That's how we opened with the chess. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, I mean, uh, Grendel, I thought this guy was a great villain. Yes. Um, he will not take no for an answer, but no he, means no, let, buddy. Let's, let's put it this way. He he can teach us a lot about the importance of consent. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I love the little scene when he sits on the throne for a second. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and then just like gets up and walks away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I know that we, we didn't totally love the story, but if you just take Grendel and go, look, just, just play the villain, just play yeah. yourself evil, sneer, leer, cheer, be smarmy. He did a great job at that. And I, yes. I have to applaud that. Absolutely. And he got away. So it was just like, Man, I w- I wonder if they had had anything planned in the future. I don't know. I mean, not just not just gets away, but shouts, "We never surrender!" and runs away. And also says, uh, "Next time we meet, I will not be so." What does he say? Like lenient or something? Yes. Like that. I, don't know. 
I, I, in fact, I think his actual words are next time gadget next time. Yes, absolutely. And then a cat laughs. <laughs> yes. It was weird. <laughs> I um, had no idea. Mad cat is a girl. Really? Did you? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Mad cat is a girl. Interesting. Um, I love that javelin throw through. Oh uh, God. The, into the, the Android, into the Android Prince Rainer. Rainer. That was amazing. That, I laughed so hard. I was like, Oh, happened. Oh boy. That it was, was a, a genuine chortle. Yeah. Um, and then we have Madam uh, Lamia, who... And her crazy squiggle hair. Yeah, she had some interesting hair going on. Um, she clearly had a thing with Grendel, and he was like, nah, I need to be the king. But she's like, I'm still super loyal to you. Yeah. Um, I, it, I don't know. This is my 21st century sensibilities looking back at you know, the late seventies, it's like, Oh, oh, of course, you know, they set it up where it's like, Oh, he's so, he's so dreamy. I kind of want him. And, (laughs) you know, I'm working for him because, because he'll eventually come around and see how, see how beautiful my squiggly hair is and my Android making skills are or something. I just, it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's that, that Bechdel's test type stuff. It's just like, she, she fails that. And, I, you know, it just, it seems kind of tropish that it's like, oh, I really want him. And, oh, I got myself shot by a laser crossbow. And, you know, I'm. Yeah. I I think as you tend to say, whelp. Whelp. Whelp indeed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she, uh, till the end, she gets accidentally shot. She gets caught in the crossfire. Exactly. And it's just kind of like, well, he's like, you shot her. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Just discards her, which is terrible. Um, well, but it, but again, adds to his villainous. Yes. Uh, let me tell you, I thought this Farrah dude, the guy who cut the doctor's scarf. Oh, yeah. I thought he was a double agent. Oh, I was okay. really surprised that never happened. I mean, even in the in the last... Or the third, or no, it was, yeah, it was the last part. He's like, oh, you got to admire him coming on in here and, you know, throwing a javelin through that guy's heart. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. His android heart. Wow. And I was like, what are you talking about? Um, I did like the doctor saying, you look better without your helmet. I thought that was funny. Yes. Yes. Um, there, there were, there were some good lines and there was some good banter, but not like the past two episodes we've had. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um Zedek Zedek He was fine. Zedek. Zedek was fine. He was a fine supporting character and that's literally all I have to say. You I know. had no notes for him. Yeah, he was a he was loyal. Oh, you're right. He was loyal to the prince. He seemed like he got what the doctor was doing and that's pretty much all I have for that. Um same with Raynert. Raynart. I thought mm-hmm. he he seemed like a stand-up guy, which is great. Um, and he he wants Ramana to just say she, he she he's like no, just leave me be. I'll be fine. And I have a question: Did they stab yeah. him after they passed after he passed out? Because he just drank the thing and passed out. Did they? torture him did i miss a line oh um because he seemed to be bleeding yes and it was like he needs medical attention but i'm like he just drank wine it was really strong wine it exploded his side or something i don't know it was highly fermented i guess so that's yeah sure i guess so um but i really like this character Um, and he had quite the suave mustache yes he did and he did, he did, you know what? He did very well as his Android self, I thought. Yes. Very, and I, I mean, I liked where you've got, you know, he kind of gets stuck on a vowel or something. Yes. You know, so it's, it's, and he did a really good job of doing that just to make it clear that it's like, oh, this is most definitely the Android version is like, oh, my speech centers have issues kind of thing. Yeah. It was great. I really liked yeah. that a lot. Um, yeah, that I don't, was well done. I don't even. I have notes for other characters, but I don't even care to read them. Fair. I mean, do you have notes for Till? 
Uh, no. Okay. So, I mean, like, who cares? Honestly. Um, <laughs> I loved... So, this story... There's a lot of things that could have been, I think, fixed super easily um, in this. Um, when the prince is explaining what he needs the android for, couldn't the doctor have just used the TARDIS to take him inside the castle? Yeah. And that would have been the end of everything? That just would have been the end of it? Yeah. This epi- this could have been an episode and a half. I see the holes in this plot. Yeah. I, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, unless for some reason it is set up at some point that, oh, you know, the, the, the TARDIS isn't really good at making short jumps right now or yeah. something is on the fritz. Fair. You know, it, it, you could have easily been like, oh, well, yeah, here, let's just hop in the TARDIS. I'll drop you off here. I'll pop over in the TARDIS to Count Grendel's uh, <laughs> uh, castle, pick up Roman and the key to time, and uh, be off. Go back to my fishing. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also love the perfect hole cut by K-9. Uh, yes. The, that was a... All right. That was, yeah. That was amazing. That was pretty funny. I'm kind of impressed uh, when they are in that... Um, I think I've got it here. It's the, what is it? The palace and the pavilion of the summer winds, which is that, that little cottagey. Oh, right, right, right. Looking thing. Um, and the doctor and canine are, you know, cutting their way out. Um, I don't know what in terms of special effects they use to make things <coughs> kind of flame up a little bit. Oh to yeah. Show that a laser is cutting, but I'm really surprised that it didn't set everything else there That's on fire. Very true. I am I, also I really technically, I want to know what that is so I can understand it, but I'm looking at that flame and I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're going to burn this whole thing down. Yeah. Huh? I wonder how they did that. Yeah. I that's, don't know. If you know, tweet at us. Yeah. Please. Let us know let for us know. sure. Um, Taylor, do you have any other pressing notes that you, you really want to talk about? Um, you know, I've, I've, I've just got a couple things here in my in my miscellaneous yeah. bucket. Um, apparently, the TARDIS exterior camera can actually pan, which I didn't think it could do. Oh, I mean, I feel like maybe current who the camera pans, right? Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I probably. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. You know, I'd have to go back and yeah. watch a lot of Doctor Who, which I'm 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 cool with. Yeah, me too. Um. But and I I made this note early on, so I pr- probably somewhere in part one. Um, with not quite perfect androids, this story admittedly has the potential to be a total comedy. It does. It really and, does. And it almost was. Yeah, I agree. It could have been. Um, but it was. But other than a painting and a bit of pottery being able to take out a guard, yeah, that's about it. Yep. That is that is definitely about it. Um, <laughs> what do we uh, what do we got for the uh, behind the couch scale here? You know, honestly, there is nothing behind the couch worthy of this story. There, I don't think there's yeah. a single scary thing uh, in this. Um, but frankly, at the same time, I think the kids would just get bored with this story. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I I don't know if a, like as a one off, I would recommend anyone watch this. But I mean, you kind of. I mean, do you even need to watch this for the? <laughs> for the um, unless for some reason there is something referenced in the next episode that you wouldn't get without this, I don't know. It would be like, yeah, I don't know that I would recommend the story just by itself. Um, you know, obviously, okay. You want to sit down and you want to watch the entire key to time series. Sure. Right. Go ahead and watch it. Maybe this is the episode or this is the story where, you know, you get through the, maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes of part one. And it's like, Oh, you know what? I need to go switch the laundry and I'm going to make some popcorn because power crawls coming up next. And, um, you know, you get some other stuff done while this one's on in the background. Yeah. I mean, really not necessary. I agree. It's really not necessary to, uh, the big picture, I feel, unless, you know, Grendel comes back in one of these episodes, but I don't believe he does. So there's no, like, I'm pretty no, sure he doesn't. Yeah, there's no tie to anything. So I guess, I guess it's kind of skippable. You know, what a realization. 
it, it seems like, you know, almost any season of Doctor Who is going to have at least a story where it's like, eh, okay, this was a story. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's not with, I would still argue the, the, the exception of season nine of modern Who, where it was constantly firing on all cylinders. Right. Absolutely. You know, every other season has got ones where it's like, okay, I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. That was a thing. So, all right. But that's, that's Doctor Who. That's just how it goes. You take the good, you take the bad, and I'm not going to do the rest of the Facts of Life theme song for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, so boy, you- it started in my head. <laughs> It did. Is it? Is it still going on though? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. Um, so next time, we're gonna keep keep on uh, uh, rolling down this train. Yep. Now together- we should we should note for listeners, there's gonna be a slight delay in the next episode because I'm not gonna be yes back in town until a couple days after when we would normally cross. So it's only gonna be a couple days delay, but just so nobody's going like, hey, where's that podcast good stuff? Because yeah. I'd like to think you think that about us. I think some people do. Yeah, I'd say uh, probably released. If you just want a, a release date, we'll go with July 11th or 12th. Yeah. So there you go. That's that is a safe bet. Thursday or Friday. Um, so we will be watching uh, the Power of Kroll, uh, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Mary Tam as Romana, and John Leeson as the voice of K Nine. It was written by Robert Holmes and directed by Norman Stewart. Robert Holmes wrote this whole season, huh? Um, almost, not quite, but he wrote he wrote a good bit of it. Interesting. Oh, he did not. He didn't write. Why did I think he wrote? Um, maybe that's the disconnect. I think he. I think he wrote either the first or second, or maybe both of this season. No, David Fisher. I, I don't know where the disconnect is in this episode. Then I guess. But he do, Holmes did do a lot of Doctor Who, there so it's a very familiar name. Um, so that's it for us this week. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At BlueBoxUFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Um, also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG. Uh, NOTLG.spreadshirt.com. Buy a Podcastica shirt. We would appreciate that immensely um and if you want to support monetarily patreon.com slash notlg huge shout out to everyone who donates to keep this train a moving um the y-axis they just released a new album you should definitely check it out uh twitter.com slash the y-axis facebook.com slash the y-axis their new album is on spotify and it's also available on bandcamp the y-axis.bandcamp.com um, man, I kind of want to talk about before we sign off here. Yes. We have some missing episodes. We do. Um, and we are, uh, we don't know where they are. We're never going to, we're never going to find them. They're gone which forever. Is, which is funny because, uh, Felicity from the Flopcast. Yes. Actually tweeted at us today and was like, she's like, I remember when I was talking about not being able to find them. And you guys sent them to me, so... Wait, what? Really That's what she said. You were able to provide me the files. Maybe they all still exist offline. We need to get those from her if she has them. I And, and I replied to her. I said, do, do you still have them? So if she does, then this next announcement is moot. Because we have, what, four episodes that are missing? I think so. We're going to re-record them. Um, I believe it is Last Christmas, the Doctor Who movie from 1995. Six. Six. Whatever. <laughs> um, hey, I was there. Yeah. Um, who? What else did we... The Caves of Adrazani. Yes. And then there was another one, which I can't remember right now. 
But we well, go into your Twitter messages. You sent it to me. Oh, I did in the Twitter. You did in the Twitter. So basically, um, we want. Oh, bl- oh, blink! Oh my goodness! Yes. And then the first episode I think we ever recorded at a Gallifrey, which I think was just me by myself. So yeah, I wasn't at that one. You ain't missing much, folks. Um, <laughs> so we, if if Felicity can provide us with those, then great. That'd be awesome. But if she can't, after we're done with the key time, we're going to start recording. Um, we're going to rewatch those and re-record them just so we have our entire back catalog again. And we are going to have my fiance, uh, Lauren Bancroft, uh, helping us out with those. So basically what you're saying is we're going to reanimate our missing episodes. Yes. With nice. bonus, bonus features, AKA Lauren Bancroft. <laughs> <laughs> she she she's our bonus features, huh? I really hope she never hears that. Actually, I'm sure she would be fine being bonus features. <laughs> I mean, I'll ask her when she gets home. We'll see. I think that's a fair fair ask. All right, we've kept you long enough. If you stayed after all the plugs, hello, thanks Is for this. Staying. Our post credit scene. I I guess I don't okay. know. Um, so um, we will talk to you guys in a couple of weeks when we review the power of Kroll. We will see you guys then. Bye. See ya. Like you just watch the doctor bludgeon someone that could be Romana. And then it's like, well, uh, see, see you next week, kids. Yeah.